Good evening, Patriots. Tonight is a special podcast. I'm I'm going to get the commercial out of the way in the beginning, and then get right into it. This is going to be a little bit different than anything I've ever done before. I'm going to open up a little bit more than I ever have, and uh, be a little bit more blunt also. There is one section in this podcast ahead that uh, I do go on a little bit of a rant and display my anger as a uh, United States Infantry veteran. It is a bit raw, but I feel it's necessary to capture the emotion of a uh, critical segment of our population. It's, uh, It's not my intention to offend you, but if I do, I'll let the chips fall where they may. And I'll put my faith in him who urges me to deliver this message, my Savior Jesus Christ. But all that being aside, I'm going to get the break out of the way and get you right to the podcast. Good evening, Patriots. It has been a little bit. I am rapidly closing in on the end of Volume 1 of the pamphlet, and it's uh, quite a bit of writing. And a lot is going on in the world, and also in my my family as well. So it's a challenging time for for all of us. Uh, So keep the prayers open. This is a a bit of a special uh, report. It's not going to follow any of the... Well, it's not going to follow a template at all. Um, It's uh, just what's on my mind and uh, some things that I think need to be said. So hold on tight and uh, have fun. By the way, if this is your first time listening, you can find out more about us at www.thepamphlet.net. And that is about all I'm going to say about that. You know, it's... Gosh, it's pretty clear to me that the United States military leadership, which I I proudly served, has turned into traitors. Now, now that's harsh, and it's hard for me to even say that. But but you know, listen to this for a minute, and and, and help me out because if there's another way to to say it, then then clue me in. But instead of implementing a plan to uh, to kick ass. And, and get our people and those that helped us out of, of harm's way in, in one of the sickest priorities imaginable. The order goes out for everyone to immediately uh, inject, be injected with, with this vaccine that is is killing people, making people sick, adverse reactions, and and hasn't been on the market that long. <laughs> That's the priority. And I, I I don't know any other way to put it. Um, <laughs> when when our foreign policy is in the middle of catastrophic failure and 
the the reputation oh heck i don't even forget reputation um let's talk about that the people who are on the ground there um the the humanitarian aspect of this all the humanity instead of even thinking about what is going on our military issues orders mandating the injection of a dangerous substance into our troops arms have they learned nothing from the the Gulf War syndrome and the dis- disasters of of those medications that 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 didn't go through the long term trials for safety? The elites don't care about our military anymore. They never did. It was a big cash cow for them. Nothing else. You know what? Our military must must fall too for the Great Reset to succeed. Think about that, people. There's one third of those loyal soldiers who who are strongly resisting this because they have deep seated moral convictions. Perhaps you know they're a little bit close to the Lord, and they're being told by that Holy Spirit, "Stay the heck away from this thing." Let's think about that, and we're gonna force it and mandate it. And if they refuse. Think about this, and here's the the true tragedy. Those loyal Americans, patriots all, true-blooded people who love this country, if they refuse to bend over and, 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 well, take it, they're going to get a court-martial. They're going to get a dishonorable discharge. How How is that right? To serve your country for for years, even decades, some of these, these men, and to do all that, and at the end of it all, you get the big effing finger. No benefits, no retirement, no nothing. Take the jab or lose it all. Can you imagine the pressure these freaking soldiers? Oh, my brothers. Oh, gosh. I feel for them. This is lunacy we are putting our country through. I mean, let's think about this. Why else would they be desperately trying to turn the, the, the musculine war machine into a physically compromised, gender-confused fighting force? All at the same time when we have absolutely been dethroned as a superpower. Imagine the repercussions of what we have done. And we all own ownership in this America. We have done nothing to stop this over the decades. This blood is on our face too. And we own up to it, and we must correct this deficiency in our nation immediately and do everything in our power to do a course correction. We own the guilt and blood as much as all the other soldiers that went in there to do this on behalf of us who sat here and binge-watched Netflix and ate Taco Bell. Nothing is ever what it seems to be anymore. And there is only one way to discern truth from dystopia. 
I've learned quite a bit about our founding fathers through the process of, of researching, writing, and, and editing the pamphlet. It, it's safe to say our founding fathers are rolling over in their graves at the tyranny that rivals and surpasses that of even the British skulldudgery that happened during the American Revolution period. Now, pardon me, but I'm getting a little bit animated here, so excuse my language if some something happens here, but I'm speaking as a former infantry soldier here, and I've got some strong emotions about this. And the language I'm, I'm about to use in the next section here is not suitable for children, snowflakes, whiny pussies, or spineless armchair quarterbacks. In fact, you may be shocked to hear me use it, but as an old warrior... Once roused, I'm never going to forget my fucking war face. Excuse me. Whether you know it or not, war has been declared upon the people of this planet by the elites of society. That's what they refer to themselves at. Fine, be elite. We can see you up there on your high thrones. We can identify you for what you think you are. And we have identified the enemy. There's a sizable portion of us that understands exactly what is going on, and we're not going to take it anymore. If this offends you, shut this off now. If you haven't had enough by now, go turn on the television and ignore the rest of it. Everything that happens from now on, drink yourself into oblivion until your life ends. It's the only way you're going to be able to figure it out. Stock up on alcohol now. Now let me go back a bit and explain a little bit where my anger might come from. When you enter the army, they spend eight weeks of destroying you and then building you back up. And then they send you off to another training station to learn your job and torture you a little bit more. That's unless you're in a combat arms MOS, or job, if you want to refer to that. Infantry school in Fort Benning, Georgia, is a little over six weeks of hell, including the in-processing and all the stuff and shit that just goes with it. And when you finally think you've accomplished something and you're beginning to get your sanity back and, and recognize that you've been turned into a killing machine, you become proud of that. And you move to your assigned unit to find out that you're dog shit once again. And you got to earn your respect through busting your ass, following orders, and beatings are available for those that don't toe the line and Olympics are forced out through the process. Now look, th this sounds harsh, but this is what you need to become if you're going to fight and kill. In my case... When I got to this new unit, I, uh, I realized that my new name was New Dick. And I had to carry around a 20-pound fucking rock everywhere I went in uniform until the next New Dick showed up, which I think was like three months. It's a long time before the next new guy came along in the platoon. Now, losing that rock to anyone or anything else... No matter what their fucking rank was, was unacceptable. The rock had to be perfectly painted black with, with gold recon displayed on it prominently wherever the hell I went. Formation, PT, running, 
push-ups. Thing better not touch the ground. Have to be placed on my back. Touching the ground, man, extra push-ups. In addition to that, I was also assigned an M60 machine gun. And I got to carry that fucking pig around with a large ruck and around 60 pounds of extra gear. Then you throw in a little bit of ammo, water, food, whatnot. Maybe even a fucking Snickers bar if you want to really hump that extra two or three ounces. Light infantry. My light infantry load is about 100 fucking pounds. Now, our requirements as light infantry was to be able to cover 20 miles a day, any day, any time, in full battle rattle. Don't matter what kind of foot ache I got, back ache, it did not matter. People's lives were on the, on the line. Now, I was an aerosol recon unit, but... You know, that doesn't mean I flew around on choppers all the time. Hell no, I was in a recon unit. That means I get dumped behind enemy lines and I hump and hump all day long through brush, through desert, through forest, through mud, through rain, freezing rain, snow. It did not matter. And my goal was not to get discovered, but have everything I need to lay heavy fire and beat a hasty retreat if I had to. Now, as brutal as all this shit sounds, and it's a necessity, when, God, when it gets real, the number one rule that you have and everybody has, no matter how bad things get, is you never leave a man behind. No matter how fucked up the world is, no matter what orders you receive, the number one thing you do and that holds our military together is the loyalty to each other when the shit gets real. Now that piece of shit fucking traitor Joe Biden has fucked even that up in our military. You put that mental stress on the finest fighting machine in the world along with a forced injection and forced indoctrination into being queer and whatever else. Hey, look, if that's your fruity toots, that's that's up to you. Go be do. Have fun. It's a free country. But don't force it on people. It's wrong. I don't have to accept your fucked upness any more than you got to accept mine. We can live on our own independent islands in this country. I don't have to force you to live the way I want, and you don't have the right to force me to live the way you want. And that includes sticking a fucking thing in my arm, or my family's, or my friends, or anyone for that matter. <sighs> Sorry. Now let's think about this with some fluffy, happy words, and hopefully... You guys uh, will continue listening. 20 years of losing legs, sight, mobility, and life was for nothing but the wealthy elite who can literally shower themselves with the jewels purchased from blood, sweat, and tears of war. If you can understand that the privileged class of governance in all its public and private forms 
does not care one bit about the thousands of maimed and traumatized and dead on both sides of the conflict. If you can get that, and you can understand that they continue to make vast fortunes off of misery, you might have hope. Because here's the scary thing. They have no use for the vast fortunes of war anymore right now. Now that the cult of COVID has replaced sanity. Having people forcibly injected all over the planet with boosters and controlled movement and muzzles and masks and people reporting on each other. That is the world we are heading to immediately now. Welcome to it. You might not recognize it yet, and that's okay, but you're going to look back at this little Afghanistan debacle as the Pearl Harbor end of the United States as we knew it. These guys are still making vast fortunes off of misery. But, um, man, <laughs> the, the va- just think about this. The vast treasure troves of, of stuff that was left behind in Afghanistan. Oh, man, that's a lot of hardware. We talk about that a little bit later, but the, the, the movers and shakers in the world, these elites, these controlling factions, you know, they're going to, they are making Afghanistan look like kindergarten in the school of misery. The fortunes made in that great theater of, of war is nothing compared to the theater of war that we have in propaganda. Prop- <laughs> oh my gosh, can't even say my words. Propaganda. Against this um, this woo flu, we're never gonna beat it. Uh, it's we we can't calculate how much money they they're making continuously. It's never going away. They don't want it to go away. Just like they never wanted war to go away. Why the heck would they want it to go away? We're going to be addicted as a society to these forced injections because that's going to be the only thing that keeps you alive because your own immune system is gone. Many people will be sterile. Many people will be maimed. Many people will die. And they'll all say it's for the greater good. I want you to, to take a moment and reflect back just briefly. And let's think about what has happened in the past year and a half, please. The entire planet has been brilliantly whipped into fear. Anxiety and hate, too. This governing class has wickedly used fear to strip human rights away and dominate the people of the world. Think about this. We've had countless battles, wars, scrimmages, and conflicts since World War II. Can you name one that we won? We don't win them anymore. In fact, when we're in danger of winning them, like in the first Gulf War, everything just amazingly stopped. Then we declared victory and we left Iraq. We didn't even go the ready to the capital. Conquer. No, we, 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 we kicked their butt. We, that's it. You're, we're good. 
we didn't even finish. We were beating them so bad we had to, to, to back off because the goal wasn't to take the country. Oh, no. Well, that's, that's not the goal of killing people. The goal of killing people nowadays is simply to make money, generate new sales and arms and equipment, and prove battleship, battlefield efficiency and have them, you know, things break down, blow up, and, and get well used so they have to be replaced. I mean, <laughs> it's a money-making opportunity. By and large, we, we don't want things to, to end quickly. No, 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 no. Think about the insanity of, of how these people must feel. Think, think. I mean, try and put yourself the way they're thinking. How could they possibly think that way and have your best interest in mind? Now, here's here's the interesting thing. I remember the 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 first Gulf War when all that happened. I was, uh, at the moment, I was at uh, Fort Irwin, California, training in NTC. And uh, my goal, uh, my unit, my recon unit, was actually assigned there as Op 4. We were training all the units that were deploying over to the, the big sandbox. They had to go through us and get certified. And there was some really, really nasty National Guard units that, like, they had to be recycled through the whole program several times before they, they actually were fit for, for combat. It was kind of a debacle. But... I digress. Um, after the whole thing was over, um, we had this big... I, we went back to my, my duty unit, which was in Fort McNair, Washington, D.C. I was a member of the, the Presidential Honor Guard at the time. And um, we there was a big parade. Every unit that participated in every form or fashion got to march through Washington, D.C. in in full battle rattle uniforms, tanks rolling down the street. It was freaking cool. Every aspect of human firepower patriotism was going across Memorial Bridge. Um, you know, I was sitting, gosh, I know I was really close to, as it was coming across the Memorial Bridge, I was with family. I wasn't too far from the Washington Monument. It was a really cool experience. I mean, I, I, I don't know how I managed to actually not have to march in this stinking thing. I actually got to spectate. I was even better. Um, I was with, I don't know. I, I, life was, was different for me then. Um, anyway, um, I don't need to digress back then. I just wanted to, to say that, you know, I like that fire work show. It was pretty cool. I mean... I, I was pretty proud of that moment, but now looking back in my participation in, in the whole thing, in the whole part of what this nation has done, I, I'm sad. How many people died? For what? How many nations have fallen? And, and what happened? Yugoslavia? No longer a country. We split that up into multiple countries that are still trying to kill each other, hate each other to this day. Syria. Iraq. Afghanistan. Vietnam. Korea. Who can forget? Libya. Turn our hearts to Somalia. All countries all over in Africa. We're in deployed in more places than we've ever been. Think about that. <laughs> Still have our military in more places around the world than we ever have. 
why. Anyway, why didn't we push on for victory back then? <laughs> why do we no longer uh, declare war as required to law? Um, we st- I think we stopped doing that when we changed it from the Department of War to the Department of Defense. We're not defending crap. <laughs> what a lie. Ever since we've changed it to the Department of Defense, we've went over there and just spent money, killed people, maimed people, ourselves included, and achieved absolutely fucking nothing. Excuse me. We're not allowed to wage an unconditional war if you don't declare war. That's why we don't win them. There's more to it than that. We have no spine and backbone as a nation anymore. Our our goal is never the plight of the people. It's oil, strategic power, some mineral, just some grudge. Some president wakes up in a bad mood. Wouldn't surprise me the way things have been discovered lately about how bad it really is. The goal is always making money. <laughs> Building the most expensive, compl- complicated weapon systems in the world. Let's talk about the what was it, F-35? <laughs> yeah. We've been stripping common sense from the populace for a long time. Our government really does not care what is in the best interest of the common people. I mean, I, I got to stop and, and let, let's think about that. World War II, how did we win that? Did we have the best tanks? Nope. Best bombers? Nope. Best fighters? Nope. Who had the best stuff? The Germans. Yep. They spent lots of money, made some of the best stuff in the world. They were very complicated. The problem was they took so dang long to mass produce. You couldn't mass produce them. Everything was just a specialized, wonderful technology marvel that was going to win the war. How did we win? We built lots of crappy stuff. It was good enough. It was all we can do in short order, and we just kept producing it and sending it over. You can have the best fucking fighter plate in the world, but you send 25 other things against it, it's going down. And that's what we did. That's how we won. And now look at us. Did we learn nothing from our past? Oh, so our government really doesn't care (laughs) about us anymore. Our best interest, what we really need, what we really want, how we even feel. They don't care. All they do is create the illusion of compassion. And when their their economic and political interests align, and when they don't, they they put a boot on our neck and strangle us, and we buy it every time. The interest of the ultra wealthy, powerful corporations and shady organizations have all aligned to subjugate the populace at all costs. I'm going to invite you to do your own homework. And if you do, you're going to see that their stated end goal is much more nefarious than that. They control our country through bribes, kickbacks, blackmail, murder, They go to these fancy meetings, the Bilderberg meetings. Soros has his little empire of evil. 
There's a lot of different sects. You've got the the Clintons and their empire of wickedness. That's a super organized crime thing if I ever saw one. Everyone knows that. Boy, they've got more bodies buried in the backyard than you'll, you'll, you'll ever know. But no one will ever touch them because our government is full of corrupt people and they all protect themselves. Look, is it really a, a surprise to, to many of you listening to this right now? <laughs> to, to know that everything is so messed up? But, but suffice it to say, look, there's a few of us veterans who love our country. And we're mad as the devil about what this country has just did and what's been happening over the past almost two years now. Now, now look, not only did we leave soldiers behind, that's like the ultimate betrayer trail from a soldier's perspective. But but we're leaving civilian Americans behind to face potential hostage, rape, assault, torture, or if they get off easy, death. While the bravest, biggest, baddest motherfuckers on the planet get in their fancy aircraft and fly away in shame. With their dicks between their ass cheeks. How are they going to mentally overcome that? What we leave behind is $2 trillion and 20 years worth of infrastructure, agricultural advancements, industrial development. Hell, look, in those same 20 years, we've done a lot of social development and tolerance and women's equality and, and people respecting one another and, and you know, all our Western moral compass. Make no mistake about it, all that was washed away in a flash. When, when our military left the most advanced military base in the entire region overnight without bothering to notify the host country so they could, you know, secure it, that was a signal to the whole country of Afghanistan that the Taliban had won and the Americans really didn't give a fuck what happened after. That was the message. Look, what rookies are in charge of this country and cannot understand that you don't pull troops out until you get your civilians out. And and the people that helped you because they have a death sentence in their own country. We fed them empty promises for 20 years and we fucking quit on them. Now, hey, they quit themselves. Look, they, they bear their own responsibility in this but they weren't allowed look the corruption you dump that much money into a country that hasn't had a penny to piss in and what do you think is going to happen when they they hand are handed all this liberty freedom and democracy stuff and dollar bills corruption corruption destroyed that country before it even lifted off you cannot create a non-corrupt government with a corrupt one. It's an impossibility. Remember that scripture of by their fruits you will know them? Pay attention, people. God. The level of incompetence 
is is amazing. It's left some of the most advanced weaponry and equipment in the world in the hands of the Taliban. That terrorist nation now has the 26th largest air force, military air force, in the world, courtesy of the United fucking States of America. Thank you. Sure, the check's in the mail. Don't tell me they don't know how to use it. I saw a Taliban guy flying a UH-60 Blackhawk today. That's no simple Tonka truck, okay? Are you amazed? I'm not. Why? How do they know how to do it? Well, you have an entire American-trained and equipped Army and Air Force that just received recruitment papers to join or die. Yeah, you're going to fly this helicopter or we're going to kill you or your family. Yeah, okay. Um, That sounds like a good idea. Where would you like me to fly it to, sir? Come on, people. What do you think is going to happen? This is an, another rookie mistake in Forman's policy of not looking forward on a timeline. You know, what's really amazing is we freaking equipped these guys the first time when they defeated the Af- uh, the, the Soviets when they, they came in. We knew that these guys could do this when properly equipped. Where do you think they got their AK-47s from? Courtesy of Vlad. That was the equipment that they left behind, actually, when, when they got, when they were defeated. Whose brave idea or smart brain idea was it to go in in the country that's defeated every fucking nation that's tried to take it over? They're like a billion and oh. (laughs) They're still there. In their robes and Jesus sandals with AK-47s and they have defeated us. Let's think about that for a second. That don't make sense. Oh, now the entire terrorist nation of Afghanistan that has the best trained and equipped conscription force and volunteer force in the region. Way to go, Joe. Man. Oh. On top of that, the insanity that the Biden administration is going through, they're desperately negotiating with terrorists to let 15,000 Americans go home. That's right. They are negotiating with terrorists. If that's not a complete failure of American foreign policy, projection of power, whatever you want to call it, I don't know what is. Let me say that again. The United States of America is negotiating with terrorists. I'm sorry if it sounds like I'm, I'm laughing. It, it's kind of a nervous laughter. It, it's how I deal with being a little bit angry right now. We're negotiating with terrorists and pleading for the lives of thousands of Americans. Let it sink in. Negotiating with terrorists. Remember when we didn't used to do that? My, how far we've fallen. With that monumental failure... An American projection of power has left a sucking chest wound in the once powerful and undefeated NATO. That's what they wanted you to believe. But what little respect our country 
had. It was gone. What little fear was left in in any other nation is gone. That once great United States of America was defeated in utter humiliation this month. After throwing everything we were allowed to throw at these terrorists for nearly uh, 20 years. And so rather than taking a victory lap on 9-11 as that comes in, uh, we're all going to be realizing that 20 years and $2 trillion and all the lives and pain and suffering was for nothing. And this was the vindication war after the Twin Towers hit the ground. Yeah, nothing says, we will kick your ass like I'm out of here. Now live in a nation of fucking cowards. That's what we're projecting now. People who can't figure out what gender they are. People who are arguing over racism that never existed until we just put it in people's face. We're torn between a bunch of idiots who don't understand what real socialism and communism is and they're, they're tearing us apart to put it in place. And those who know the values of liberty and freedom but are afraid to stand up because we live in a nation of cowards. There are some, don't get me wrong. I mean, if you're doing something, fighting the, the good fight by going to your city council meetings, getting in touch with your leaders, developing relationships with them and, and turning your local area in, into something that can be managed and works with the people. Good. That's what you need to be doing. Because real soon, if we don't have relationships with those organized people and manage to hold on to our local governments when everything falls the fuck apart, we're living in nomad lands. So you better get off your butts and you better get involved in your local government and you better roll up your sleeves and start working to do everything you can to save your local government because you're going to need them. What, you think you're going to go on it alone with your thousands of rounds and, and, and multiple weapons and, and you, yourself, and you? Maybe a small family? Do you have any idea what war fucking looks like? Wake up. Do you have any idea what chaos without government looks like? It ain't fair. People show up in gangs, groups, little militias, warlords. And your communities, wherever the hell they might be in this fucking country, better get their shit together because that's what we're going to be facing. Do you really believe our government can hold this together? They couldn't even hold together a withdrawal that was well organized and planned in Afghanistan without fucking that up. Name me something that we succeed in, no matter how many trillions and trillions of dollars we throw at it. We just don't. And that the, the government, now, as they get thrown out of these countries, as they lose because of their lack of a spine and will and the direction we've taken. And as they come home, they're going to have no choice but to turn their anger, frustration, and, and, and everything towards us, we the people. That's the situation we're really in. Now, I'm, I'm not going to tell you that, that I have all the answers. I don't. I, I can tell you that our founding fathers had the right answers. 
And I can tell you that faith in a power greater than ourselves is, is key to that. And personal responsibility of every individual to take care of not only themselves, but, you know, hey, doing what we can for those in need, just out of the kindness and neighborly love, that's kind of an essential ingredient. I mean, how about the integrity to mean what you say and, and say what you mean clearly? None of this wordsmith crap. Are you man enough or woman enough to be bold in your speech and say, look, I'm going to speak plain and simple. This is how I fucking feel. If not, move over. You're going to get run over. Things are getting ugly. And if you don't like that narrative, I don't know what to tell you. Go watch more Netflix and get drunk. But it ain't going to stop it. We need to get back to that time when our word was our bond. If we're going to so if we say you're going to go do it, we better die trying. Remember that mentality? Some of us are a little old, older. Our grandparents talked about it. We have to rediscover that American grit. Practice what we preach. We preach. Oh, it must be late. Oh, Lord. Yeah, it's about 1.30 in the morning. Uh, <laughs> look. When, when we constantly seek to be better human beings each day, we naturally come to treat others with the respect that they deserve. Human decency and love for one another must be foremost in our hearts. We can be angry with people. We can disagree with people. But we've got to respect each other. We've got to... to ba- ma- those people who are left in this country and who make it through this ugly winter, and yeah, it's getting ugly, people. I'm, I'm, I firmly believe that that next spring we're going to have a full two thirds left of the population on the planet, um, maybe even less than what we have now. I think there's going to be quite a few people die because we have starvation, we have a lot of food issues, um, we we have supply problems, we have financial problems, we have collapse in in faith in government and and people are re- rising up because of forced injections and and just deplorable conditions worldwide it's it's crazy um but but through this all look we gotta we gotta clearly identify friend from foe too i mean we have a duty to herd the wolf in sheep's clothing into the lion's den it, it's paramount for our success in in reasserting our liberty and, and there they look. They could be honored appetizers in the Lord's Feast of Retribution. What the Lord does with them, that's up to him. We just need to continue to, to do the things he asks us to do and stand up for things. He'll, he'll set things right. And if they finally decide to turn on us and start shooting at us, well, we'll set things right then. We're not there, thank, thank goodness. We're close. And yeah, they've assassinations are one thing. They kill plenty of people. But when it goes into open warfare or whatnot, then it'll be ugly. And it's coming. Come on. I've challenged myself since July 1st to to talk to people and, and explain that that's the way I feel it's coming and not one person thinks differently. We're in for, for trying times. Now look, above all else, I need to start moving moving on. I need to wrap this sometime. But hey, it's a special. We do things differently. Above all else, we need to understand that that war has been declared. 
against all all liberty loving people of the world. It's not about the abysmal failure in Afghanistan and the collapse of American projection of power. The message that Afghanistan proclaims to the world is that the United States of America and liberty is defeated. The champion of liberty and self-determination has been slain. That's pretty hard to swallow. We've watched as those men and boys in robes and sandals and their shiny little AK-47s were more devoted to their God than we were to ours. And they defeated us. Now you can scream and cry, not me, not me. Look, we all belong in this nation. We're all part of it. And, and maybe spiritually we're separate, but we, we own up to it as a nation because we did nothing We've allowed it to happen. First part of repentance is understanding what we've done. Look, faith and endurance to the end can defeat the most modern and advanced military in modern history, no matter how twisted their ideology. It's now been demonstrated that despite spending more money than could ever be paid back in anyone's lifetime, we can't succeed in anything. The full faith and credit of the United States is, is crushed. Absolutely shattered. Speaking of that, I haven't even gone into what a, a mess our real economy is in, uh, let alone that of the world. It, the Great Reset is real, but everything they elite, that is, that, that everything they say, it's going to be that and so much more. They publish what they're going to do. They publish their plans on depopulation and everything else. <laughs> Believe them when they say it. Don't take my word for it. Look it up. They're going to implement so much more misery and wickedness than you can ever imagine. And COVID is their new king that all must fear and worship or be detained. And I'll address that another time. Nothing to see here. Move along. I've talked about that far too much tonight. I feel like there's there's much more I can say, and I will. For now, know that um, we're witnessing one of uh, the moments in history that those who make it through will remember. They're going to remember the days of rapid descent into chaos. And they're going to remember, at least in their mind, that, yeah, I think it started with Afghanistan. So that's about what I need to say for that. Thanks for listening to that. I, it's a little bit different than what I've done before, but it, it's, it needed to be said. Look, um, we're working hard on the uh, the final issue of Volume 1 in the pamphlet. It's been an awesome year. Um, I, I want to thank everyone who's made it possible. Oh, I've learned so much in studying and relaying the uh, true history of our republic. There's so much more to explore in our nation's history, so much more that our ancestors and founding fathers want to teach us in the days and trials ahead. Um, we're going to continue to 
publish the pamphlet. We'll go into volume two. Um, and we're looking excited for that. The, our podcast format's going to change a little bit as well. That's nothing new for those who've listened a long time. Every so often I like to change the podcast up, but this will probably be the biggest change yet. I'm going to going to change things up more on that later um sorry it's been a while got a lot going on it is uh almost butcher season as well the leaves are starting to turn on on my uh oak tree not oak tree gosh darn it brain is not functioning uh on my maple pardon me um anyway so it's uh we, we have things to do on the farm as well um Gonna take a little bit of time, a few days to to go visit some some family, and uh, just in case it's the uh, the last time I get to see them. Wish I could visit everyone. I uh, wish I had the funds for that. Heck, I wish I could find someone to watch my animals long enough. Um, but anyway, that's uh, I'm just rambling now, which I tend to do, and I'm sorry. Thank you for for helping and and making the pamphlet everything that it's been i never thought that when i started a tiny little local uh pamphlet on liberty and freedom in our history that it would have a footprint in in all 50 states and uh, i think 46 countries gosh i haven't looked in a while on who's been logging into the website i'm so busy just trying to to write and research boy there's a lot of research i, I wish i could tell you everything that I, I see and witness. I, I try and encapsulate it. Anyway, I gotta go to bed. Oh, it's uh one forty one AM. Um hey everyone, can we can we all please take a moment to, to say uh say a small prayer tonight, uh to him you pray to for those in harm's way in Afghanistan and, and all around the world. Tyranny's everywhere. Uh may their agony and, and terrors be brief. Please pray for them, people. We we all uh, can do our part. There's one work to be done today, patriots. It is uh, morning, so good morning. God bless you. God bless those in harm's way. And those who fight for liberty and freedom. Good night. <laughs>